Hi, everyone. It's Mitch from PickDogs.com here with your live show. We're live seven days a week, 365 days a year. We don't make excuses. We just give out picks every single day. I have my biggest Major League Baseball premium card of the year today. I love today's card. I could have easily done every single game. That's how much I love today's card. But, um, of course, uh, got NBA playoffs in full swing. I believe there's NHL today. And uh, let's see how that is. Four games in the NHL. So we've got a full full slate, so we're not going to waste a lot of time today. We're going to get right into the action. Of course, the PGA Championship also uh, going, and got to say, it's tough not to root for Phil Mickelson here to uh, bring it home, but we know what lefty does. He plays the same style that I do, except, of course, at a much higher level, but uh, plays the exact same style that I do, which is super aggressive. So usually... It's not really the type of guy. He's not going to hit a five iron in and lay it up and <laughs> hit a little wedge, you know. So he's, he's in, within strike range. He's going to take out the three wood and uh, take a good rip at it. Which, hey, you know, that's his game, and he doesn't apologize for it. you got to respect it. That's what he said at the U.S. Open when he blew that lead. Um, you know, taking an aggressive shot, and one, all he really had to do was lay up. So that's my game. I'm not going to sit here and apologize for it. Certainly have has done me okay so far. <laughs> but uh, I hope Philip brings it home. I mean. Me too. Know, I hope so too. But this is not, yeah. a, you know, generally this position that he's in is generally not one that's been favorable to him. Generally when he wins, <laughs> it's from off the pace and taking and being aggressive. Like when he won the British Open, he came out from way, from way off the pace. When, you know, it's, we'll have to see. I mean, he's going to have to keep the ball in the fairway. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. That The sand shot from 100 out, I mean, yesterday was just ridiculous. Ridiculous. I could do that. <laughs> Give me 100 <laughs> shots from there. <laughs> Give me 100. <laughs> I mean, it was, like, effortless. But the thing is, you know, you got to remember, he grew up in that sand trap, right? Right. How many? How many is he? How many is he hit out of that sand trap? Well, uh, not that one, but I mean sand trap in general. I mean Phil Mickelson. In the, if you have to look it up on YouTube sometime, but he has that sand shot where he's facing the other way, with his back is to the pin, and he hits it out of the sand trap, and the ball goes over his shoulder and into the hole. I mean that is, you know, that's his game. No. That's his game. But anyway, speaking of games, we got four NBA games today. A lot of action here in the NBA. And, uh, you know, fans in the stands, we saw it in Brooklyn yesterday as the Nets came out and just busted up the Celtics in the second half. It was like Kevin Durant was so mad when they started the second half. Did you see that? He came out, like, before the rest of the team and was already practicing and shooting and everything. It was like, how could I be losing to these scrubs? I mean, that was the exact look on his face. It was like, I'm not losing to these scrubs, man. That ain't going to happen. And, uh, yeah. Pretty much the rest was history. By the end of the third quarter, it was pretty clear who was going to win that game. Celtics made a few runs, but I thought any of those other games surprise you? I mean, we we all had the Mavs, um, and then uh, we took the Mavs money line. Rod and I did in the, the points for the second half on the VIP show. Um, any surprises yesterday, Brian? Any, any of those games surprise you? There was really not. Yeah, I would say the only game that surprised me was the Celtics. I won the other three. So I, mean, I was 4 0 on the free picks with the NBA games. 
as far as the premiums go, won both of those in the NBA. Just I, I get sick to my stomach when teams like the Brooklyn Nets win in Colorado. But today's a new day. But that's that's professional sports these days. It's the it's the rent a team, rent a player, build a team instantly. You know? Yep. Blake Griffin even looked like a viable option for a couple minutes there yesterday. I thought the Blazers had a really nice fourth quarter. You know, finished the game. Yeah. Nuggets. Miami Heat look strong. I love the Nuggets uh, strategy. Uh, the uh, the Blazers strategy there. The Joker. I thought it was outstanding. Yep. He's gonna yeah, score. Nugget, let, yeah. If he's gonna score, just let him score. But it's like don't let, let him score, pass yeah. the ball to anybody. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like <laughs> it's like do whatever you want when you with you you can you can take a shot, you can do whatever, but it's like don't even think about passing it. The Nuggets came out hot in the third quarter and the Trailblazers just totally flipped the script right away. I was impressed by that. I think the Nuggets, you know, without Jamal Murray, this is where it really shows, you know. Yeah. The backcourt's really, really thin, but uh, still, you know, I think it's going to be a long series. Yeah, ja- I, I mean, Jamal Murray is, by the Blazers. he's, he's, it's not like, you know, it's not like you're missing, you know, like we see in the comments of, oh, they're missing this guy, they're missing that guy, whatever. Jamal Murray's, I mean, he's their second best player, if not, you know, in some games, he's their best player, right? So it's like, um, it's not like missing. Who knows? That was interesting, um, you know, the Celtics trying to guard James Harden, you know, the way they're trying to guard him. It's just, just didn't even make any sense. They just looked like they didn't want to win. Well, kind of deflating when your coach is like, eh, <laughs> the other team's going to win. <laughs> I got a little, boop. <laughs> there goes the balloon. Um, I think, well, Murray made his name in the playoffs last year, and he, he wasn't that good in the regular season. But the thing is, you know, there's been a lot of players throughout history that just really show up in, in the big games, you know, and it's like, and that is, those are the guys you want. I mean, Reggie Jackson wasn't Mr. August. He wasn't Mr. May, you know? No. It's Mr. October. Anyways, Sixers, Wizards. I like the Wizards in that one. I think they got a chance to win this thing. I do. I don't know what it is. If not, they're going to lose by about 50. (laughs) 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 Got the Lakers and the Suns. Interesting, right? Because you got the most public team in all sports here against the, the Suns. And uh, the Knicks against the Hawks. And like I was talking about before the show, I've been to Madison Square Garden for Knicks playoff games. And it is the most electric. Um, it's more than boxing, you know. I tell you, it was more than, more than a Guns N' Roses concert. And it's like, I've been to a million things in Madison Square Garden. And I got to say. Next playoff games, the most electric atmosphere there, and uh, I don't know the something about New York. They love the Knicks, man. They love the Knicks. Like I think the Rangers, they, they you know, you have a, a Ranger contingency. I think even the Giants and, and the and the Jets, you know, I guess the Yankees, they they love, but they you know, they're still the Mets, but they love the Knicks, man. Freaking love. It's the weirdest. It's like this, you know. They always have hope. And then uh, I still think New York is a basketball city. It is a basketball city. It always will be a basketball city. Yeah. And it's like 
it's weird because, you know, guys like Kareem, you know, it's like talks about, you know, I mean, this guy played in the Lakers, one million champions UCLA, but he's still considered a New York basketball player, right? It's like after all that, you know, most of his career was on, it was on, it was you know, many, many miles away, but he's still a New York basketball player. And there's a lot of guys like that. New York is a basketball town, and I think when you go, when you're in New York and you see the guys playing out in the parks and everywhere, you know, you know just the strategic setups of where these games are taking place and the level of play. It is just a basketball town. They love the Knicks, man. They love yeah, them. very loyal. And uh, Utah Jazz against the Memphis Grizzlies. You got the be- I think the best team in the NBA playoffs against the worst. I think the Grizzlies are the worst team to make the playoffs this season. Maybe in in, the, in quite some time. The Grizzlies are like a... Uh, the Grizzlies are kind of like a, a, uh, one of those college basketball teams that makes the tournament with the losing record. You know, they're kind of like that. And I know the Wizards have a losing record, but I think they played better down the stretch than the Grizzlies. Eastern Conference has des- definitely put some bums in in the I recent mean, years. Grizzlies are better than the Celtics and the Wizards. Grizzlies are terrible, man. Grizzlies are ass. Anyways, right. <laughs> Ryan, who, who uh, whose turn is it here? Whoever you say. No, oh, did you go already? Yet? Oh no, I haven't gone. I was just waiting. Go ahead. Uh, I think the best free pick on the board is the under in the Hawks and Knicks game. I think you're going to see the first team to 100 uh, take that game. Uh, you see a ton of uh, public betting, as usual, on the over, both bets and money. I just think it easily glides right under. And then I'm going to do a slight lean to the Memphis Grizzlies plus the 9.5 points it's up to now. I think it's a 7-point win for the Jazz. Uh, Memphis 9-2 and two against the spread last 11 a road dog. I think they can keep it within the I would say that um, I would say that uh, I would say that game though the Knicks Hawks has the best potential to go to overtime of any of the games on today's card. Yeah, so I that's, agree. That's why the probably oh, I mean there's probably some over action there because of that alone. I don't know if overtime is going to get it to the over. <laughs> I mean, I can see this one, both teams under 100, you know, too. So I kind of agree with Brian there. But I could also see this game going to overtime or multiples. It's, this is a tight game. You know, four and five, they battled it out in the standings all season long. Yeah, uh, for me in this window, I'm going to take the Phoenix Suns. Um, I'm going to lay the points. Against the Lakers, you know, it's, it's rare to see the Lakers as an underdog in a playoff game. Um, but you know, Phoenix is playing with a chip on its shoulder. Uh, Lakers are the favorite to win this series, and uh, I don't think the Suns are going to be too happy about that. I don't expect them to be intimidated whatsoever in this series. Um, we know the Lakers are uh, not really the greatest Game 1 team. We saw them lose a few Game 1s last playoff run, and I think the Suns will at least take this first game, and this should be a very interesting series. I'll take the Suns. I'll lay the points. I also like the Utah Jazz against the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, I'm not as down on on the Grizzlies as Mitch is, but I do think that the Grizzlies are nowhere near as talented as the Jazz are. And, uh, you know, playing those two playing games, just like the Celtics, or the Celtics only had to play one, but we saw that down the stretch, 
Celtics were not sharp. I think they're going to see the same thing with the Grizzlies, and that's why I like a backdoor cover from the Jazz. Double-digit win from Utah in game one. Yeah, the Grizzlies made me want to stop betting NBA basketball this season. That's really what they did. That game against the Knicks and the one against the Nuggets, it was like, I'm done betting NBA for a while. How could that be? The Grizzlies are the fourth-best cover team, I think, in the league this year against the spread. If you bet them every game, I think the number. So it wasn't the Grizzlies that turned you off. Yeah, it was. Actually, it was, Brian. It was it was my experience and my money, and it was definitely the Grizzlies. Trust me, the missing of the layups <laughs> at, the, at the buzzer, um, the the meltdown against the Knicks, I mean the same meltdown that we saw last time out against the Warriors. They just happened to, to come out on the other side, but the Grizzlies melted have melted down lead after lead all season long. I mean the, the Grizzlies, when you look at statistically, they're the worst team in the playoffs. I mean I'm just going by the numbers. I don't know what their FIP is or any of those other advanced analytics that Romanelli likes to throw out at us to make us feel stupid. But he just does it to (laughs) make us he just does it to make me feel dumb. But I'll tell you what, they rank fifteenth in offense, sixteenth in defense. You know what that is? Solid mediocrity. (laughs) That is is about as mediocre as it gets. I know the defensive numbers in the points per game. Um certainly uh certainly are very, very razor-thin margins across the league. But um, when you look at that three-point shooting against from the Grizzlies, just pathetic. I mean, just why bother even sticking your arms up? And and that's why teams shoot the lights out from the free-throw line from because they're always shooting three. Yeah. I don't know. 36.7% of all three-pointers against the uh, Grizz... Go in. Meanwhile, the Jazz shoot three-pointers at a tidy 38.9%. Smell smoke. Do you think that the also the offensive rebounding of the Jazz against that pathetic Memphis defensive rebounding? Bad matchup. Bad team. And, and it's like it's not like the like the Grizzlies like um, it's not like you know the expectation should be that high. They drafted second two years ago. I mean, congratulations <laughs> for making it to the playoffs in just two years. I mean, there are a million teams out there that would kill for that. I mean, look at the Timberwolves. They've been drafted first and second for <laughs> last for Roman Nelly's entire <laughs> entire life. Have you ever seen the Timberwolves in the playoffs? Not that you can remember, oh. right? It's like yeah. Kevin Garnett, but it's I wasn't all, it's, watching. And, yeah, and but they've been drafting really high. Rod, for me, I, uh, in the Seventy Sixers game, I like the under two twenty seven and a half. I think that's just too many points. Seventy Sixers. Uh, I'm going to play a little defense. So are the Wizards. Come out and play some defense as well. So give me the under 227 and a half in that one. Um, and with the 13,000 ruckus fans going to be in the stands in the New in, in New York, uh, I'm going to take the Knicks. Um, I think they run right I've over heard the number is high. I've heard the number as high as 15,000 plus. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're going to sneak some more. Yeah, of course, because they, they say 13,000. No, no, I've heard, I've heard, heard 15,000. <laughs> when I was listening to the Yankee nice. game yesterday out on the golf course, 
which I gotta say, probably not that popular among my fellow golfers out there, but that's what I do. And then the other one, I like uh, the Memphis and the Jazz game to go uh, over the number. Uh, the Grizzlies are uh, over 4 and 0 in their last four playoff games as an underdog. And the Jazz are 4 and 1 in their last five following an ATS win to the over. Um, then we got a track meet in that one. Uh, take the over 217 in that one. Those are three I like in the NBA. I like the Wizards plus the points. Sprinkle a little bit on the money line. And uh, just in case. What do you think about that, Brian? What have you seen this season from the Wizards to get you to think that they could beat the Sixers outright in Philadelphia? Oh, they played pretty well down the stretch. Played pretty well down the stretch and got blown out by really nobody except for that Celtics game, and that was it. We've seen that the Sixers in the playoffs are extremely lazy. I mean, we saw it last year when they got swept in the bubble, right? So 0.0% I mean, chance to win in Philly. Okay, Zero. because the Sixers looked super lazy last year in the playoffs, and I just don't see anything else. You know, It's not like they went out and got somebody that's going to motivate them. Not like they got Chris Paul you know, to come in there and hold people accountable. Take the Wizards. Anyways, Rod, what are you selling? Steak Sunday? Steak no, Taco it's, Sunday? Uh, su- for me, it's uh, Supreme Sunday. Uh, I absolutely love Sunday's action. We're off uh, three straight winning days. Having a great week. Up over 8K, crushing the books. Jump aboard. I've got these five best bets. Three NBA, one MLB, one hockey. This is the perfect opportunity to keep crushing the books and riding the hot rod train right into Cashville. Jump aboard. My Supreme <laughs> Sunday five pack. Supremes. Twelve number one singles for the Supremes. Name 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 four number ones. Ron Romanelli from the Supremes. Um uh do they sing Stop in the Name of Love? Is that one? Um, Be My Baby. Uh, Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow? That's their Charelles, I think. I get my doo-wop girl bands mixed up. Yeah, the big one is Where Did Our Love Go? Oh, yeah. Baby I like the baby. remix. By, and, uh, and, and Endless Love is up there pretty good. Endless. And what about Baby shot. Love? Baby Love. Yep. Yeah. You try to get me, but I know my doo-wop. I'm the world's biggest Dupree's fan. But anyway, I'm selling my Super Sunday trio. Swept the board on Friday. I said I was bored. I wanted to do it again. We did it again on Saturday. Back-to-back sweeps. We're going for three in a row. My top three plays, one in each of the three major sports, MLB, NHL, and NBA. Don't miss out. Twenty nine ninety five. Diana Russ can seriously swing the same. Ridiculous. Out of Motown. Supremes. Man. 
looking for a list of number one hits. Oh well. Anyways, Brian, did you give me a love? For me, I got um, four of the last five days have been winning day six and one postseason NBA start, 86%. So get my NBA playoff three pack today, $40, pickdogs.com. We're going to roll in some cash. And if you're not a member of the YouTube Premium for 50 bucks a month, got to check it out. Baby love. Where did our love go? Oh, they do sing that. Oh, ain't no mountain high enough. Oh, I can't forget that one. That's, that could be the best. Endless love. You keep me hanging on. Man, I love like hangover. Oh. <laughs> I hear a symphony. Can't hurry, love. Where did our love go? This is just... Baby, 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 where? such happy music right even though it's a breakup song <laughs> it's like it's the happiest breakup song baby, baby, baby. who sings tainted love the 80s song the one hit wonder i think no i don't think so i think uh well they did the at the end of that song they did where oh did soft sell yeah, yeah 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 soft sell i love their version of where did our love go at the end of yeah, I think love. Soft Cell might be a, might be a uh, one hit wonder, but actually they also have the nine inch version of Tainted Love, so that would be two different versions of it. <laughs> Which one do you have on your iPod or on your, your iTunes? It's like my iPod. <laughs> I still have my iPod, but it's like which one do you have on your iTunes? I got both. <laughs> I got the nine inch Tainted Love. I got the short version. I got them both. <laughs> Name six Hall of Notes tunes on your iTunes. <laughs> Private eyes. <laughs> Man eater. The list goes on. Everyone's got Hall of Notes. Comes standard on when you get your pick of your new iPhone. It's like, what is this? Oh, six Hall of Notes songs <laughs> of your choice. <laughs> <laughs> I have my biggest baseball card of the year. I don't even know how many picks I've got. A ton. I love the entire card. Um, and then I got NBA. How many do you have? I don't know. I can't even tell you. I had I had to get to the show, so I just put them all in one package. So it's a hell. It's going to be a hell of a deal. I got a ton. Not have not been on a good. See, this is what happened to me yesterday. Okay, it was one of those days where I put my picks in. We did the show, and I was kind of like, man, I wish I would have put these picks in. I didn't put them in. I bet them. I ended up going 0-3 on my premium picks, and I had plus money on my bankroll. So in, so I was, like, um, on my betting bankroll. So I was like, I'm going to just put the picks in that I bet. That it says you have eight today, total. There it is. Eight. Eight. More than half the card. I don't like even numbers unless they're all dogs. Who knows? It's got like a dizzy. Mm. Be careful. Yeah. Don't fall off that chair. Eat a Snickers. You're not you, you when you're hungry. 
told me what to do. <laughs> he just loved me for a spell with that. We got the uh, Nationals and the Orioles. Boy, the or- that Orioles bullpen just imploded on uh, yesterday. We got the Yankees and the White Sox. The White Sox have scored one run so far this series. Got the Phillies and the Red Sox. Boy, it's been ugly in Philly uh, this series. It's been ugly in Philly recently. Got the uh, Blue Jays and the Rays. Michael Waka out there. What's his advanced analytics look like? Find Not too out. bad, actually, which was kind of surprising. Well, that's maybe why you're still getting good prices against him. And Brian's boy, Jay Happ, on the mound. His game of the year loser. Jay Happ up against Zach Plezak in Cleveland. At... Brian, who do you like in this bunch of five games? Jay Happ? A little Jay Happ for you. I could pick every single game on that card, but um, go ahead. You got time. That's why we're here. Number one, uh, when I woke up this morning, I wasn't a big Yankees guy, but as this line's progressed and simmered, I think uh, laying 150 in an easy blowout win is not going to be a problem for the Yankees. Baltimore Orioles, I'm back in them today. They they really hurt me for a couple, especially yesterday. But uh, Corbin laying minus 185. Talk about Jamison Tyone, but Corbin, I don't know. I'm going to take a chance with Harvey to bounce back to the Orioles. And then the Phillies with Wheeler on the mound. The line's up about 20 cents. I think it's up 20 cents for a reason. I think the Phillies uh, finally get a win today against the Red Sox. Ron? Yeah, I like two in this spot. Uh, I lean towards the Phillies. Not in love with that game, but... Wheeler is definitely the better starter when it comes to uh, this matchup with Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, the Red Sox definitely have the better bats, um, but I do think Wheeler, you know, he's, he he works deep into games, and that is what leads me to Phillies here. I think he can go seven strong uh, to where that Phillies bullpen doesn't have to do too much work. And then I also like the Blue Jays. Uh, you know, I might have said that the Michael Walker's advanced analytics aren't too shabby, but I've seen Michael Walker pitch, and he's not sharp at all. Uh, Hunjin Ryu is the much better starter. I think this is the game that the Blue Jays take after losing the first two of this series, so I'll take the Blue Jays, and because I don't want to really lay minus 160, I'll just take them on the run line to get some extra value. Uh, so I'll take Toronto laying the run and a half. It's a value play. Right. Uh, for me, I'll take uh, Boston here. Uh, Boston's uh, five and zero in their last five interleague games as a dog. They're four and zero in their last four overall. And you look at the Phillies. Phillies are zero and four in their last uh, game three of the series. They're zero and four in their last four interleague games. They're also zero and four in their last four versus a team with a winning record. Uh, give me the better team in the Boston Red Sox here to uh, sweep the Phillies away in that one. And the other one, how far did you go down to? I don't want to jump nobody's time time slot. Yankees, White Sox, Washington Nationals, Orioles, Rays, Jays, Phillies, Red Sox, Indians, Twinkies. And the other one, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Matt Harvey uh, with the Orioles here. Uh, I think they salvaged one win here in uh, Washington. Give me uh, Matt Harvey and the Orioles. Get a win. They jumped out to a nice lead, and then they imploded. I think they don't implode today. Give me the Orioles. 
Just want to let you guys know the Hawks line has moved through zero. Hawks are now one point favorite. Interesting. Not sure if there's an injury or instead of 15,000, they're going to let 13,000 fans. (laughs) I show, um, I show some books have it there and some don't show, I show it all, all over the place. Show minus a half for the Hawks. I show zero. I show whatever. I don't care. I think just. So what? A lot of suckers out there. It's all jokes. I'm trying to get some more on that side for sure. We're gonna. I think we're. I think we're gonna keep scores on the games that Brian says. You know, the about the sharp money or whatever. We're gonna show how much money he loses doing that. The sharper the play, it seems to be, the more he loses. Well, you you need to get out a little whiteboard like you're doing another. Yeah, um, I could do that and maybe get some post. I get some post. (laughs) Post it notes and stuff like that. I could probably get student pricing. Romanelli probably gets student pricing. <laughs> that sort of stuff. <laughs> sure do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always eye-opening when a New York team gets their line lowered a little bit. No, no, it's, there's definitely something going on there. I think there's got to be, there might be some news. And it, I think it's, um, I think the news is the Hawks. I think that they had some big injuries, and I think they have some guys that might be playing. I think that's really the news here. Because, like, Hunter, right? He's been out for almost the whole season. He's got to be playing now, right? Guy from Virginia. Okay. Yeah, but even if uh, even if he is, that is the situation, if you're comfortable with the, the amounts you got sitting on the New York Knicks, why would you have to lower it anymore? I don't know, but a, a point, a point or one point is not going to make a difference in my hand. Yeah, that makes a difference on the money line. Well, now it's moved like three points. I don't think Hunter would do that. But plus two this morning when I looked at it. Anybody out or anybody telling you instead of 15,000, it's going to be 10,000 fans (laughs) (laughs) change their mind. (laughs) No fans in the stands, only Hawk fans. I tell you, the twins are tempting today. Oh, no, stay away. (laughs) Run away. I like the Blue Jays run line and the Indians run line here. Um, just go with the better teams. Why not? Nothing wrong with that. Go to our next set of games. And we've got the Reds and the Brewers. Luis Castillo coming off that massive strikeout performance. Um, he was, I watched that game and he was striking out everybody. The problem was that the guys he wasn't striking out were knocking line drives off the wall on a regular basis. <laughs> so it's like, cause they, the announcer was saying, Oh, he's turned the corner when he struck out the side in the first inning. And then the second, Oh, he's really turning the corner. They knew he's just a pitch or two away. And it was like, no, no, this guy's a pitch or two away from the big number for the other team. And basically that's what happened. But he had, how many strikeouts did he have? He had 11, five. I think in five innings or yeah, 10 I mean, five he innings. was mowing them down. I think he had 11. I think he had seven in the first three. Yeah, he was definitely on fire. Let me see. I think he had, yeah, 11 and five innings. Yeah. He was on fire. He's Castillo. Jay, uh, we could bet against J-Hap again. Oh, Jordan Yamamoto's got a job. He's pitching with the Mets, oh. though. 
this former guy. Former team. Yeah. What's that? He's facing his former team. Yeah, he was he was the guy that came on the scene last year, for, pitched well his first time out, and then uh, I guess someone saw the film, and that was it. One of those guys. He was in the Braves game. That was 26 to whatever against the Marlins. Remember last year? Yep. <laughs> he was the starter. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a lot of guys like that. JT Brubaker looks to stop the bleeding in Atlanta against the well-over-bet Max Freed. And this guy, I mean, this guy gets, um, like, Kershaw in his prime-type odds. You know, Freed does, right? It's like... These are these are price. These are like Tim Lincecum, like in his Cy Young Award winning year, was never minus two ten. Lincecum, the year he won the Cy Young, was minus one forty pitcher uh, on his big ones. Most of the time, he was a dog. Freed has been lights out last three starts. I think he's pitching six or seven innings, giving up one run per start. He's talented, so that would be probably why. Looks a little frail to me. Anyways, we look got, at that. Uh, Braves were laying 200 yesterday with that crap, with that shit bag on the mound. What's his name? Uh, Bryce Wilson. Bryce Wilson. Bryce Wilson. If they can lay 200 with Wilson, they can lay 200 with three. Yeah, but that was against Mitch Keller. Now you're facing their no. best starter. I mean, if you're a minus 200 better like Brian, then you, 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 these are things you notice. Anyways, <laughs> the Royals and Tigers. Uh, Chris Bubik against Casey Mize. Bubik, minus 140 here. The Royals, uh, I mean, the Tigers, can you leave any more guys on base than they do? I mean, is it possible? <laughs> I mean, it's possible. I mean, is that even possible? It's like, it, you know, with the Tigers, you know, it's, you know they're going to be down in the ninth inning and have guys all over the bases, you know, and with one out. And, um, you know, two guys are going to strike out. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what happens to them. If the one guy hits into a double play, they strike out. It seems to be that way often for them. Last night it was Castro. With the, uh, I mean, he sat there and took the first two pitches. They weren't like borderline strikes. These were like meatballs down the middle. And then he swings at one that's like, I mean, seriously. I think the peanut vendor caught it. They selling food at games? How does that work? No. Concessions. In the stands or just at the concession stand? Um, that probably different each stadium. Is there six foot spacing in the line? I mean, because that could really be a long ass <laughs> line. Why would they not sell? I mean, they probably have like the dots on the ground that tell you where to stand. It's like look, look at look at the size of that beer line. It's like the longest beer line in history. <laughs> you know who knows? You know, you know who will know how long the beer line is? Is Jeter. Jeter like always knows the beer line statistics. It's like, it's like how long is the beer line? It's like that's it's a big one. It's like where's the biggest beer line in a SEC football stadium? It's like well, I guess a lot of those state schools, right? They don't sell beer at the games. Hmm. They sell beer at Florida games? No, right? I think they do. They do now. Yeah, a lot of state schools they don't sell beer at the games. I know when I was in college, like people um, at our school, they sold beer at games. The drink age was eighteen back then. Yep, those were the good old days. We drank responsibly. (laughs) 
<laughs> Play the laugh track. The Tim Hortons donut place is full. At those... Look at all the cops there. They're all there. We can go now. Go. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> now, is Brian anyone you like in this set besides the Braves? Yeah, for me, I think the uh, I'm going to go with uh, Brew Baker and the Pirates to bounce back. That's just too much value for me to turn down there. Uh, line's really jetting up. It worries me a little bit, but I think that's the value play. And the Detroit Tigers is the best one in that time slot. You got Casey Mize, four straight strong starts. Uh, I think the Tigers uh, handle Booby and uh, the Royals pretty easily. <clears throat> I'm going to have to go against my senior square. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to take the Braves on the run line. Took them yesterday. Uh, a nice five-run win. And I think they are going to complete the series. The offense is just uh, firing on all cylinders. Acuna and Albies really uh, excelling at the plate. So I like the Braves laying the run and a half. I also like the Detroit Tigers. Probably one of my better or most, most confident free picks. Uh, Casey Mize, you know, it's what Casey Mize are we going to get? The sharp one that goes six innings, doesn't give up too many hits, strikes out a ton, or are we going to get the guy who has location issues? I think we're going to see the former today. I think you're getting good value with the Tigers. They are getting a lot of runners on base, like Mitch mentioned. They just got to get them in. Scored five runs yesterday, had bases loaded in the ninth inning. I think they're just getting too much value to pass up. I'll take the Tigers on the money line. Yep, we know they had bases loaded. Right. So for, for me in, the, in this time slot, I like uh, the Pirates and the Braves to go uh, under the eight and a half. Uh, I think you got a nice pitcher's deal on that one. Uh, I think they just snuck under yesterday. I think they sneak under again. Give me the uh, under eight and a half in that one. And the Royals and Tigers uh, game, I think we're going to see uh, a whole pile of runs in that one. Give me the over nine. Um, bring your glove to the ballpark. Whole pile of runs in that one. Love the over nine. The two I like in that time spot. I like the uh, Marlins here. Petit against Yamamoto. And I like the under in the Reds Brewers game. I like. Um, that's it. I like the Indians again against the. Uh, Twins, you know, it's not in this time slot. Bet it again. J-Hap stinks. How many runs has he given up in his last two starts? 40? 39. 39. Let's see. Something like that. Uh, 15 in the last six, or 15 runs in the last seven innings. Yeah, there you go. All earned. Game of the year. Never going to let you live that one down. <laughs> we got Fulton against Javier in the Rangers-Astros game. Got John Gray and Taylor Widener on D-backs-Rockies. Urias against DiSclefani, Giants-Dodgers. Hugh Darvish against Justin Dunn, pitching change for Kikuchi. I still see Kikuchi on one. I see Dunn on the other. Mm. 
hell knows who's pitching. Dylan Bundy serving up for the Angels today. And Shamanaya has been hit pretty hard recently, too. And in the nightcap, Adam Wainwright against Zach Davies. In St. Louis. Rod, who do you like in these? In these ones? I'm going to take the square fish patty with the Dodgers and uh, over the Giants. I'm going to take them on the run line. Um, I think they easily win by two, three runs in that one. Um, And if it's not broke, don't fix it. I'm going to take the Oakland on the run line again. Uh, They won the last two by uh, the run line. Oh, the Angels, I don't see that changing here. Give me uh, Oakland on the run line. And the other one I like, um, the Padres and the Mariners. I don't. It don't matter who's pitching for the Mariners until we see this uh, Mariners offense wake up. You got to score runs to win games, and uh, they're definitely having trouble doing that. So uh, give me the Padres on the run line in that one. Oh, I like that. Ron Romanelli. I'm gonna go ahead and take the over in the Diamondbacks and Rockies game. You know, we see a lot of steep totals in <clears throat> course field games. This one's set at 11 and a half. Uh, John Gray on the mound for the Rockies. Started the season strong, but as of late has not looked as strong for Colorado. Uh, he's allowed he allowed five earned on a home run, seven runs total on 10 hits against the Padres in his last outing. Taylor Widener, uh, his ERA may look sharp, but if you look at the advanced analytics, they show that he's given up too many walks to succeed in the league, and he gave up three home runs in his last start on four earned. I think this game's going to go well over the total, so I'll take the over in that one. Diamondbacks are the uh, Sacramento Kings of Major League Baseball. They have been for a number of years. They can win or lose 20 in a row, no problem. They do it all the time. Last year, I think they had the longest, not last 60-game season, but the re- last time they had a regular season. I believe they had the longest winning streak and the longest losing streak in baseball. I think they had won 20 in a row, and I think they also lost 20 in a row. <laughs> Same season. I think they lost 20 in a row twice. Brian? Yeah, for me, I'm going to go over the Cubs Cardinals in the VIP show later today, see how that line, the money moves uh, during the day. Uh, I like the San Francisco Giants and the lean. Uh, the line doesn't really say Giants, but I just, I, I can't see the Giants getting swept out here. He's got on the mound. He's had a very good season, uh, almost a under two ERA. Uh, and then uh, I think the Rangers. Might be one of the sharpest plays on the board. Two straight wins. They hate the Houston Astros. Fultonavich on the mound. Uh, he's no ace, but I just think the money here talks and, and yells at you to take the Texas Rangers. So I'm going to listen. I like the Astros. I like uh, the Mariners. And. I'll, I'll talk about the uh, Cardinals cover in the VIP show with Brian. It's sort of a little light on material. It will be <laughs> halftime of the um, it'll be halftime of the Lakers Suns game is when we're doing the VIP show, which is should be around five Eastern, right? Yeah, should break around five. Should be right around five o'clock Eastern time. Pretty close. Pretty close to it. Speaking of pretty close. Barring any fights or elbows or uh, (laughs) technical fouls. Which might happen in some of these hockey games. 
I'll tell you what happened yesterday in the hockey games is I should have round robin my parlay because I hit two nice ones and I lost on the uh, Montreal Canadiens. Anyways, the worst name in all sports, Nashville Predators up against the Hurricane St. Louis Blues. Two to one on your money at home against the Avalanche. Even money. They're even at home. Abs 18-9. Wow. I tell you what, there is some value there. Definitely some value there. It's like they weren't so miserable on the puck line. Could even go there for some hot diggity, but I don't see it. Anyways, Capitals hosting the Bruins and the JETS 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 against Edmonton. Once again, um, a lot of these will be covered on the VIP because just because of the logistics of things. But we could still give out like a total or a side or whatever. It doesn't really matter. We'll have plenty to work with. We always do. Ron, you want to start us with the pucks? Sure. Um, Light the lamp. Drop the puck. Yeah, drop the puck here, and I'm going to take – the Carolina Hurricanes, I have a feeling they're going to take the stranglehold on the series. You know, Nashville's a tough place to play, and they did pick up the W in the first home game. Uh, but just think Carolina's more built defensively. They do have a lot more scoring options as well, and I think we'll see a strong showing from the Hurricanes on the road here in the Delkovich and net. So I'll take Carolina, and uh, I'll talk about that Bruins-Capitals game on the VIP show uh, as far as the side, but as far as the total, I'm going to keep going with the under here. Got two defensive teams. The Bruins are finding success because they're playing defensive hockey. Capitals really don't have any answers as of late, and I think we see another under in this series. So I'll take the under in that one. Right. And for me, uh, I'm going to take the Colorado Avalanche on the puck line. They've won the first three games on the puck line, and the Blues. They're going to fold like a cheap tent. Give me the Colorado Avalanche on the puck line. Uh, bring out the brooms. Blues are done. They're going golfing. Um, injuries and uh, guys out with COVID. It's just too much. They've, 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 they've packed it in. Game over. So you kind of um, like the Blues here is what you're saying. <laughs> no, no, it's a lean. <laughs> Not even mm-hmm. close. Take the Avalanche on the puck line. The Blues are done. Put a fork in them. So you think they have a pretty solid chance here based on the value. <laughs> <laughs> Based on value, that, 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 that's some good value, but I'll, I'll take the value with the abs. What about uh, the money move? <laughs> the- I don't care. I don't care. It's been that way the whole series and all three games have hit the puck line. So we're going to take the uh, abs on the puck line in that one. And the Hurricanes and the Predators, we're going to take uh, over the five and a half goals. They got a nice plus money chunk on that one. Uh, everybody thinks you're going to have a, it's going to be a tight feeling about game. Uh-uh, we're going to see goals. Goals are plenty. Lots of goals in that one. Uh, take the over five and a half. I think that's a just nice little cakewalk to the over in that one. Um, and the other two games, yeah, we will cover on the VIP. Dial in on those ones. I'm, I'm loving those two games as well. Uh, jump aboard. I flipped the lucky there. penny. The it's a blues. It's on the blues? The lucky penny? Yes. <laughs> No, you should be good then, Ron. God, the autofocus really is. I should be good then, right? <laughs> Ryan loves the lucky penny. 
For me and my hockey plays, I think I might have to throw Ron Romanelli out of the Sharks club. I'm going to give him another sh- chance here, but uh, I'm all over the Nashville Predators again. Cash, but got lucky, won in double overtime, but I think the Predators bring the same kind of uh, uh, desire into this uh, must-win game. They take it. I can't say no to that plus 125, especially with everybody humping all over Carolina, both money and bets. So. Everybody's Everyone, everyone and their mama has the hurricanes and apples today. Nobody. <laughs> Everybody. Good Romanelli got got horn swaggled. If everyone else was jumping <laughs> off the Brooklyn Bridge, would you? <laughs> Anyways, I flipped Lucky Penny on that Blues Avalanche game, and I always go with Lucky Penny, so I got the Blues. We'll talk about that one. Maybe we might have an intermission um, show on that one on the VIP, too. Yep. Do some in-game hockey betting. I'll even have to put it on my TV. I don't even know what channel it's on. It's like, NBC Sports. the least entertaining game on the card. Is that to, <laughs> MB, of, of the off, of the off channels... Right of the off sports channels, I'd say that one, the NBC Sportsnet, ranks probably the lowest, right? Of of those, right? Because Fox does a really nice job, and uh, yeah. CBS, but the NBC one kind of gets buried, even though it's right in the middle. There. Well, it's gone after this year anyway. Oh, is it? What, what is it? What's it become? Nothing. I think nothing. But the NHL signed a deal with the ESPN, so it'll be um, more and ESPN games. The NHL. Does Darren Pang come with? Does he still call the games? Darren I, Pang? He doesn't call the NHL games? Not that I have, know of. No? Rod? Darren Pang? Does he still play? Uh, no, does he call the games? Still, Isn't he the guy I that calls so. the games? I think so. Who's the guy? Who's the announcer that used to call the, the Blackhawks playoff games when they were back on ESPN? Like when they had Bannerman. Bannerman! <laughs> What's that? There's, you got you to gotta Google this one, Romanelli, on uh, YouTube. Okay. Bannerman saves, you know, and, and, and listen to the calls on these. Bannerman! <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. The guy used to stand on his head. All right. Parlay time. Rod, get us started. All right, we're going to go uh, mixed sport. We're going to go uh, the New York Knicks, take them on the money line. We'll take the Dodgers on the run line, and we'll take the Colorado Avalanche on the run line, on the puck line. Parlay those up. Ron? I'm going to take the Phoenix Suns <clears throat> laying the points. I'll take the Detroit Tigers on the money line and the over in the Arizona Diamondbacks, Colorado Rockies game. Right. Atlanta Hawks under the number against the New York Knicks. We got the Philadelphia Phillies and the New York Yankees on the money line. Parlay those three. All right. I'll take the uh, Wizards on the money line with the Mariners and the Astros on the run line. Okay, recap time.
Okay, Rod, you go first. All right, NBA. We're taking the 76ers uh, under 227 and a half. Take the Knicks on the money line. Take the Jazz over 217. MLB. Take the Dodgers on the run line. Oakland on the run run, run line. Padres on the run line. Uh, Boston money line. Take the Royals game over. Take the Braves game under NHL. And I think the Abs on the puck line. Take the Hurricanes game over five and a half. My parlay. We're going to take Knicks on the money line. Dodgers on the run line. Colorado Avalanche on the puck line. And jump on over to Pick Dogs Premium. Going for four winning days in a row. Grab my Supreme Sunday five pack. Big winning day coming again. Ron Romanelli. All righty, in the NBA, I'm taking the Phoenix Suns laying the points and the Utah Jazz laying the points as well. I'm taking the Toronto Blue Jays and the Atlanta Braves on the run line. And I'm taking the Philadelphia Phillies and Detroit Tigers on the money line, as well as the over in that Diamondbacks-Rockies game. In the National Hockey League, I like the Hurricanes on the money line and the under in the Bruins-Capitals game. My parlay is the Suns, the Tigers, and the over and the D-backs-Rockies. And I'm looking to make it three sweeps in a row. Six and all in my last two days. Super Sunday Trio. Find it on Pick Dogs Premium. Brian? Yeah, for me, in my games today in the NBA, uh, Atlanta Hawks, New York Knicks under the number. We had the Memphis Grizzlies slight lane plus the nine and a half points. Phillies on the money line, Yankees on the money line, Orioles on the money line, Tigers on the money line, Pirates on the money line, uh, Rangers on the, yeah, I said Rangers, I'm sorry, Giants on the money line, and then in hockey, Nashville Predators on the money line. My parlay was the under in the Atlanta Hawks game, teamed up with the Phillies and the Yankees. Two, one, salt. <laughs> on the money line, and then make sure you check out my NBA golden ticket three pack six and one start the NBA. We're gonna get that up to nine and one today. Check it out. Sorry, just deleting somebody from our uh, YouTube chat. All right, I took the Wizards plus the points. I also like one of the money line, a little sprinkle there. St. Louis Blues, that was the lucky penny pick, that, not me. If it wins, it was my pick. If it, if it loses, it was the lucky penny. Um, I took the Blue Jays, <laughs> the Indians, the Marlins, the under in the Reds game, the Mariners, and the Astros on the run line. And my parlay was the Astros on the run line with the Wizards and the Blues. I want to thank everyone out there for joining us. And, uh, of course, for all of your support, for hitting the thumbs up, for all that you do. Let's make it a winning day. And uh, I'm going to try and act more professional tomorrow. We got small cards, so I got a good shot at it. See you tomorrow. Thank you for all the thumbs up. For those of you that didn't hit the thumbs up, give it the dirty look. Stink eye. (laughs) Ho, 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 ho.